0: Today is May 21st, 2021, and our first story. The Army launched a new recruitment ad series called The Calling, and one of these ads depicts a young woman with two moms and shows her protesting for LGBTQ rights. This led many people to criticize the ad, comparing it with a Russian ad showing ripped, chiseled men jumping from planes. Ted Cruz has slammed the ad, saying, Democrats and the woke media are turning our military into pansies. In our next story, pro-Palestinian groups are attacking Jewish people all over the United States in rather shocking ways. Diners in New York were spat on, and someone from the pro-Palestinian group threw an explosive at a group in New York injuring a woman. In our last story, McDonald's get woke, go broke. They're being sued for $10 billion for refusing to advertise on black-owned media companies. And before we get started, if you like the show, give us a good review and leave us five stars, but more importantly, share the show with your friend. Now, let's get into the first story. A viral ad for the army depicts a young woman who tells the story of how she has two moms and what led her to enlist in the army. It is being slammed by conservatives and contrasted with a Russian military ad. Now, in the Russian ad, you see a guy who's like kind of chiseled and he's all serious. It's dark and he's like loading a gun. He's pulling the bolt back, jumping out of a plane. And in the Go Army ad, it is more like a Disney cartoon of a young woman talking about fighting for equality. And it comes off as fairly woke. Ted Cruz has slammed this ad and he said an emasculated army is probably not a good thing. When people criticized him, saying that he was insulting the army, he said, no, I just think the Democrats and the woke media are trying to turn our army into pansies. It's really interesting. So I looked into the army ad campaigns, and I have to give you my opinion on all of this with the utmost respect to those who are serving in the armed forces. I legit mean that. These ads are terrible. They're uninspiring. I I, I don't understand the calling. I watched all of it. It's not just one ad. There's a series of ads. They're not all woke, but it's very childish, gives the impression that when you join the army, you're going to be in like high school, I guess. That's when somebody mentioned to me on Twitter, they were like, yeah, they're targeting high school kids. Oh, that makes sense. But I do find strange is that they're not targeting young men seeking adventure like the ads kind of used to portray. And maybe it's because the army is realizing that the current state of politics makes it impossible to do. They'll be heavily criticized as misogynist or racist or sexist if they do the traditional ads. Now, when you look at the Marine Corps, I pulled up a Marine Corps ad. Yeah, that's still fairly adventurous and kind of on par with what we're seeing from this Russian advertisement. It shows a guy in like, you know, knee high water with a gun and someone's yelling, yeah, and he's like on the mission. Makes me feel like if you were to sign up for the Marine Corps, you're going to be kicking in doors and taking out the bad guys. And if you sign up for the army, You're going to be flicking paper footballs at each other, probably bored. And I think maybe that's the case. And maybe that's what they're going for. The army seems to be actively recruiting based on diversity. That's why their calling campaign is it's fairly woke. I got no problem with the general idea of diversity, trying to encourage people to join. And, you know, you just so happen to have characters or individuals who are of different races. But one of these ads does come off as particularly woke, and it's kind of off-putting. When I was growing up, you know, just this is just me. I'm not known as to feel the same way as me. I wasn't. In, uh, I wouldn't be inspired by this. You know, when I see those those videos of a guy jumping out of a helicopter and saving lives and people pulling people out of burning buildings, that's the kind of thing that was inspiring to me, kind of like superheroes. Today, it's all political. There's another story that's come out where apparently the army realizes that the current state of politics is causing damage to their ability to recruit. So here we go. The foreign adversaries of the U.S., are going to use active propaganda and harsh ideology and extreme tactics to recruit people who want violence and will use it against us. But the U.S. Army isn't just emasculated. It's not just the army. The rules of engagement, many service members tell me, are increasingly restrictive. I recently talked to someone who said that when they were overseas, they couldn't actually defend themselves until someone was actively shooting them, which makes it just extremely hard. Perhaps trying to abide by all of these sensitivities makes it very difficult to function when an army's job is to, well, it's to win a war or a conflict or a battle. Donald Trump was heavily criticized for pardoning or commuting the sentences uh, sentences of some people who are charged with very serious crimes. Well, let's take a look at what's going on with the army, what Ted Cruz is saying and how wokeness is seeping into our intelligence sector, our law enforcement. What does this mean for the U.S.? Will we be able to defend ourselves? Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to get access to this amazing members-only area. Click the members-only button and you can sign up. And do this because it supports our work. It allows us to make more amazing content. We've got new shows on the horizon. And in the event we ever get banned or we get a strike and get suspended, you can find our content here at TimCast.com. But don't forget to like and subscribe to this channel, but share the video with your friends. It's the best thing you can do to help support my work. Let's read this story from the Army Times. First, they say comment section removed from Army recruiting ad featuring soldier with two moms. Now, that's interesting. But in the article, they bring up Ted Cruz. They did an update where they mentioned this afternoon, Senator Ted Cruz responded to a tweet about the ad campaign, which compared Emma Malone Lord's recruiting ad to that of a Russian soldiers remarking, holy crap, perhaps a woke emasculated military is not the best idea. The comment section of Malone Lord's story on Facebook, cover is still live. This video is getting absolutely ratioed on YouTube to the point that they end up disabling the comment section, wrote user Ezio Per. Request for comment has not yet, be, not yet been returned by Malone Lord. Now, this individual in the ad, Emma Malone Lord, is fairly active on social media and actively tweeting about all this stuff. And there are many um, service members defending this individual. Here's the tweet from Ted Cruz. Now, let me show you the story from the Daily Mail. Ted Cruz tears into the woke, emasculated military that's turning into pansies with video showing very different American and Russian recruitment ads. They say the first half opens with footage of a Russian soldier, shaven head, muscular, parachuting from a plane before staring down the scope of his rifle in Arctic conditions. Then it cuts to the animated story of a little girl raised by two moms who describes how she defended freedom by attending LGBTQ marches and grew up to join the U.S. Army. Something I want to point out. I don't know if I can convey accurately over audio, but for those watching, you might get it. In the ad from the Russians, it's a it's a guy and he's sitting in his in his in his uh, bed. He sits up and it's he's he's looking up, you know, he's like his head is tilted down. He's looking up. He's got like a hood on and it's dark and it's like pl- planes rumbling. And then he jumps out with his rifle. In the ad from Malone Lord, uh, the Go Army ad, she does Disney Pixar kind of weird motions where she's like bobbing up and down. I never really understood that. You ever see like Disney movies and like when someone's going to smile, their whole body bounces like a weird Disney thing? I see that and I'm like, that to me is very strange. Depicting the army like some kind of like Disney cartoon where everyone's hugging and smiling and everyone wins in the end. And I'm like, that's not what it is. I mean, at the, at the, I think the worst case scenario for someone seeking adventure, you're going to be sitting behind a desk doing administrative work. Maybe you're going to be moving boxes, or maybe you'll actually be in, you know, frontline infantry or something and actually see some combat. But it's nothing like the way they depict it. Of Obviously, both of these videos are propaganda to convince people to join their armed forces. But when you look at Russia, their advertisement is, trying to get young men seeking adventure who want to join the army and fight and fight for their country. I don't think it's necessarily fair to compare the two. I mean, I think the army is trying to recruit women and woke people, probably to do administrative work, to be completely honest. And the Marines still have their ads, which are a bit more intense. they go on to say his comments highlight how conservatives fear America's armed forces are being softened by woke principles and follows similar criticism to a CIA advert. You can see, actually, so we have some images here. Here's the image of Malone Lord, a cartoon with her two moms and they're protesting. And then you can see the Russian ad where it's a guy in the dirt doing push-ups, then in Arctic conditions, staring down what I believe is a bolt action rifle. They say, um, uh, Tammy Duckworth responded, holy crap, perhaps a U.S. senator shouldn't suggest that the Russian military is better than the American military that protected him from an insurrection he helped foment. That's (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely amazing, because that's just ridiculous. Well, Ted Cruz said, I'm enjoying lefty blue check marks losing their minds over this tweet, dishonestly claiming that I'm attacking the military. Uh, no, we have the greatest military on Earth. But Dem politicians and woke media are trying to turn them into pansies. The new Dem videos are terrible. Which brings me back to the story from Army Times. They had to remove the comment section from YouTube because people were absolutely roasting this advertisement. I honestly don't care all that much. I'll put it this way. If your ad is ineffective, I'm not going to cry about it. I have tremendous respect for Emma Malone Lord for serving this country. Fantastic. There's a role for everybody, in my opinion. You know, recently, uh, within the past few months, Tucker Carlson criticized flight suits for women that were, you know, maternity flight suits. And I'm like, dude, I don't expect a pregnant woman to jump out of a plane and go into combat. She can sit behind a computer and do administ- administrative work. But many people expressed that the, that there, this was still a softening up of the military and that it was going to be bad all around. You, you know, we're only as strong as our weakest link. Perhaps if, that, if that's your opinion, so be it. And this is one of the reasons they probably had to remove comments. They say, since it's uploaded to YouTube, the video's comment section has been disabled. It currently has nearly a million views, 36,000 dislikes, and only 775 likes. Beginning May 12th, we started noticing a significant uptick in negative commentary. Laura DeFrancisco, public affairs chief for the Army's enterprise marketing office, told the Army Times, the comments violated our social media policy and were not aligned with Army values. Out of respect for the safety and well-being of our soldiers and their families, we have disabled the comments. Excuse me? The safety? Now this is where you're stepping on toes, ma'am. Safety? Are you saying that Emma Malone, Lord, can't handle people saying mean things to her on the internet? Heaven forbid. We have an army, okay? Now, if you want to attract these people to the army, I don't care. I respect people who join in any capacity. Excellent. It's a contract. You're signing your life to the US government. There's a lot of things I don't like about it, but I can respect what people, you know, stand for. I can respect those who stand for this country and would like to defend it. But you got to be able to handle mean words on the internet, At the very least, now that statement is the more alarming thing to me out of anything. The weakness being exuded by the army, not because of the individuals, but because of the ad campaign being trash. It's not just this one about Emma. There's a bunch of ads and they're very, very weak. It's amazing. We're worried the comments are going to hurt our soldiers. If mean words are going to hurt our soldiers, heaven help us when a war breaks out. Hopefully it doesn't. Now, the Army Times also has a very interesting article from May 5th. Pandemic and political discourse challenge Army recruiting efforts. They say Army officials involved in Ascension's policy spoke with reporters Wednesday ahead of a virtual meeting, a uh, virtual recruiting push called Army National Hiring Days, which runs from May 10th to June 14th. The effort began last year due to the coronavirus pandemic. Recruits who begin the application process during the event for 11 priority jobs, including infantrymen, missile defense crewmen, and signals intelligence interceptor will be offered a $2,000 offered $2, on top of their normal career field enlistment bonus. The virtual effort is part of yada, yada. Quote, we're in a pretty challenging recruiting environment right now, said Brigadier General Patrick uh, Michaelis, Deputy Commanding General of the U.S. Army Recruiting Command. It is because of the effects of COVID and because of the effects of the political discourse in the discussions going on in our country today. Michaelis did not elaborate when pressed, except to say that it's up to army leaders to remain apolitical. So military service continues to be an option for today's youth. But they're not apolitical. We know what they're doing. They're running these extremism checks. They've already chastised people for waving the Gadsden flag. You want to talk about political? If the Gadsden flag is political and you're going to reassign a National Guardsman in D.C. for having that, how are you going to run an ad about pro-LGBTQ protests I'm sure conservatives don't agree with, or many don't? I'm sure many don't care. But the Gadsden flag is not for a politician. It doesn't represent a political party. It represents America. If you're going to go after people, we know you're playing politics. Who in their right mind would want to enlist at the very, I'm I seriously enlist. Now, I can even understand if you want to get a commission, go to college or something. You, whatever. I hear too many stories from people who are excited about their military career, leaving, not re-upping, because of the wokeness perpetuated in the military. And you know what? There you go. Let me show you a photograph. This is, this is, uh, let, me, let me, let me, where is it? Where are we at? This guy. Parachuting out of this, 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 what appears to be a bomber. Looking at this this dude on the ground doing push-ups. That's what you get. That's what the Russians are showing people right now. Meanwhile, you're getting these statements saying mean words offend the delicate sensibilities of our soldiers. Uh, Our soldiers need to withstand active gunfire. You should leave the comments up and you should make them read it and say, if you are so mentally weak, you cannot you cannot withstand mean words. You are going to have a very bad time when conflict actually actually breaks out. But, you know, I got to be honest, many of these people probably will be doing administrative work. Here's the campaign from GoArmy.com. You can see that there are several people, Janine, Jennifer, Ricky, Emma and David. And it's not just this one Emma campaign. You know, I think a lot of people are probably taking issue with the two moms thing and the LGBTQ protests. I honestly don't care if somebody wants to engage in that. I've been to pro LGBTQ protests and I've fundraised on behalf of pro LGBTQ groups. By all means, do what you think is right, and that's I think that's amazing. But I think it's political, and therein lies one of the issues. These other ads aren't political, and for the most part. I think the closest thing you can get to political maybe is Ricky. This guy grew up in Haiti, and he wants to serve America. But I think most people would probably agree that's a good thing. So maybe it's political because it involves immigration to a certain degree. But these other ads don't. I mean, for the most part, they don't. Janine's a story about a woman whose father served, and he served in Vietnam, and she was a singer. And ultimately, against his her father's wishes, wishes she decided to join. You have David, who's, who grew up in Hawaii watching you know, the military, the helicopters, who really wanted to be a pilot. There's one of these ads that's more political than others. If the military starts getting political, people won't want to join. Watching these ads, they're very childish. They're very boring. And with all due respect to the subjects, because I think they're all great people, and I genuinely mean that, these ads are very, very, very poorly done. Let me show you something else. In The Unreachable Dream, David's story, he says, Growing up on army bases, David dreamed of piloting the helicopters he'd see fly over his backyard, but he never thought he was smart enough to make his dream a reality. I noticed something that just I want to point out on his uh, on this artwork, his vision board, debt free is one of them. You see, this is why they're never going to get rid of the student loan problem because debt is an excellent recruiting tactic. There you go. They say he, he was Army ROTC officer commission flight school Chinook pilot. I'll just point out I've not served. I come from a fam- family of people who served in the military, but um my understanding is that you don't want to enlist. You'd be- you're better off getting a commission, but you know, people are going to do what they feel like doing. I looked at these ads and in no way do they convey any sense of adventure or calling. It's called the calling, and I'm like these are actually really boring. It, it, it's I mean, being a pilot I suppose is cool, but in many ways it shows people doing really menial things. So I guess, in a sense, the left should be cheering for this ineffective propaganda. Conservatives, I understand why they're mad. They want people to enlist and become, you know, I suppose, warriors in this country. So I pulled up this video from Marine Corps Recruiting. And there you go. There's a dude in a wooded area with his, uh, his, you know, his, his rifle And this one's much more intense. There's a guy yelling at him as they're like moving through the water. And this is closer to what we saw with the Russian ad. So I will will, will point this out. This one's also got, you know, like 20% dislikes anyway. But I'll point out, I do think it's disingenuous to compare the Russian ad with the ad from Emma Malone Lord because they're doing different things. The easiest way to understand it, the army wants to recruit everybody. So they're going to make ads to try and target everybody. They're pretty bad ads, if you were to ask me. I don't know if they're going to convince these young women to uh, join because of this story. It's weird. I don't don't think woke people are big fans of the military or joining the army. But I guess, you know, I I guess if it fits their narrative, uh, uh, if it's their tribe or ideology, maybe that's the point. Using wokeness to convince people they should join. Sure. This ad from the Marine Corps more so targets someone like me. Now, some people said, yeah, well, they're not trying to recruit 40 something, you know, misanthropes on the Internet. And I'm like, that's a good point. I'm not 40. I'm 35. But yeah, they they don't want a 35 year old misanthrope on the Internet. No, they want 16 year olds to be inspired. But is that going to inspire a 16 year old? I don't think so. There's a question about purpose in this Marine Corps commercial. It starts by showing a man wandering through a cyberpunk future with no purpose. When an advertisement appears before him trying to sell him shoes and he screams and punches it and then falls in water and he stands up and now he's a Marine targeting people who lack purpose. I don't see the calling as actually targeting people who have purpose, but you can see they're trying, saying, saying this was my calling. So I found it in the army. Maybe it feels to me like the goal of the army is to try and get people to uh, administrate. I guess you need administrators, I guess. You know, you need bureaucrats, the ever expanding army. You know, I look back at the stories of the American Revolution and I am deeply, deeply uninspired and uh, to this point now detesting the army culture. I watch movies like The Patriot. You want to talk about really great propaganda for joining the army. It's The Patriot with Mel Gibson. What a great movie. And there's a point where this, uh, uh, you know, Mel Gibson's character has given a field commission. And I'm like, the idea that you have a group of people who have rules, regulations, are well regulated, as it were, but are adaptable and can bring in this guy they know to be a great warrior. I was like, that's the way you get things done. Today, the army, as I know it, is bureaucratic and gummed up and kind of ridiculous. I've heard that when people complain about the increasing ideology within the military and these reviews they're doing where they're tracking down, you know, wrong think, that the, the, the higher ups don't care that the higher ups within the army would rather see the army collapse than make noise. And that to me says we're in serious trouble. Not the woke commercials, because you, you, look, like I said, it's countered by this Marine commercial, but the fact that there are politics being played in the armed forces. Recently, we saw a story where uh, something was sent out to Army service personnel saying that MAGA was considered like white supremacy and you couldn't say it or something. You can't, it's politics. But where were the higher-ups to be like, we have rules and standards, we won't do this? Nowhere to be found. My friends, the spinelessness that permeates this country is everywhere, and the army is no exception. I can't speak for the Marine Corps, the Navy, or whatever else, but it certainly feels like we are being eroded from the inside out. This, What you need to understand about wokeness is that there's no rules. It is a chaotic, destructive force that will tear away at this country until it collapses. Case in point. One of my earlier segments on my other channel was about McDonald's being sued for $10 billion for being racist and not buying ads from black-owned media companies. McDonald's, presumably, which is trying to be woke, created a special African-American advertising tier because they were trying to address the needs of a different community. Now they're being sued because it's racist. The army will embrace wokeness, but wokeness is fire. It eats away at and destroys and consumes, and eventually the system will fall apart due to a lack of cohesion. An army of one. What did that really mean? Honestly, I don't know. But there needs to be, and I suppose it was meant to convey, unity. Like when you join the army, you are there as one. You work together. Maybe, I guess. I don't know. But that's true. If if you are in the army, if you are part of this group, you need to be focused on a singular goal. But what happens when people are divided up by race based on this ideology permeating within the army? Eventually, then you get segregation, distrust, and a lack of cohesion. Things start to break apart. It seems like the U.S. is in serious trouble. They say empires can only last so long, I guess. How long has the U.S. been an empire? I don't know. But there it is. How long until we cannot remain cohesive? Look at what happened with Michael Flynn. They went after him for politics, and he was a general. That's how crazy things are. And we see it reflected in the CIA as well. This story from May 4th, it just keeps getting worse. CIA forges unity in diversity. Everybody hates their woke recruitment ad. A social media campaign featuring a self-described cisgender millennial Latina intellig- Latin intelligence officer, I'm sorry, Latinx, drew ire from right and left. They say in its long and colorful history, U.S. intelligence has come in uh, for a lot of criticism but engineering coo- uh, for engineering coups, drug trafficking, and torture. But just over 100 days into the Biden administration, it faces a new charge no one saw coming. Is the CIA just too woke? They say the focus in the uproar is a video about a Latina intelligence officer who declares, I am a cisgender millennial who has been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box-checking exercise. She says in the voiceover, I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. (laughs) Oh, man, here we go. Let me break something down to all of you that's um, a harsh truth for the woke. Let me ask you a simple question. You're in a burning building. You're on the third floor. You can't get out because the fire is raging too strong. And you hear the sirens in the distance and you think, oh, praise be, the firefighters are here to save me. Now, how would you feel if the door before you was broken open and there standing before you was a hundred and twenty pound, five foot three, five foot four woman? You'd probably be like, oh, man, how would you feel if when the door was broken down there stood a six foot five chiseled, ripped man? you'd probably be a bit happier. I'm not disparaging the woman for her height. I mean, people are just tall and some people are not tall. Some people are small. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Firefighters who are running into burning buildings don't always have to be six foot five men. There are jobs for everybody and it doesn't have to be a man. How would you feel if a five foot, you know, tall, a hundred pound man kicked the door open too? Like, the gender is less relevant. The point is, when we try to have diversity for the sake of diversity, we sacrifice capability. And one of the biggest discussions in the whole wokeness thing is meritocracy versus equity or equality of outcome. We want people who are the most capable to do the the jobs. We want people from all backgrounds to have the opportunity to try. But if you can't do it, then perhaps we shouldn't put you in that position. We have a we have the story about a CIA official with anxiety disorder. I mean, maybe that's something we don't want in our officers. Maybe we want a strong and capable, the cream of the crop, the best of the best. Remember Men in Black? You see Men in Black with, you know, Will Smith. When he goes to the recruiting for the Men in Black, you have all these guys who are like you know, in, the, in the armed forces. And when they're asked why they're there, the guy's, the guy's like, because we're the best of the best of the best, sir. And then Will Smith laughs about it. This is a really great example of what I'm talking about. In the movie, I know it's a movie. It's fiction. Aliens aren't real. Chill out. But it makes a good example. It makes, it makes my point about where we used to be in terms of what we thought made sense. Will Smith in the movie was just a cop, but he chased down a cephalopod on his on, on just with on his with his own two feet and agent, uh agent was it K was very impressed by this. So he was willing to say to all of these cream of the crop best of the best of the best military people not interested. We want this beat cop from New York because he's capable. Now that makes sense. Platitudes and and, and degrees were meaningless. Could you do the job? That was an idea from the 90s. I'm not saying it was real. I'm just saying at that time, people saw that and understood why it was right. That in in reality, you might have someone standing there who checks all the boxes, but you want the person who can do the job regardless of this. Now, also in the past couple of decades, we've had a problem where we demand college degrees for jobs that probably have no business asking for a college degree. And therein lies the problem. We need to get back to function and merit and equality of opportunity. Will Smith was a black street cop in that movie, and he was given one of the most prestigious positions in the world, a top secret men in black agent, because he was he was truly the best. These other guys could be, you know, wearing the uniform and uh, uh, be great at what they do, but they found the guy who was right for the job, and he became the hero, because we recognized back then that heroes could come from all different backgrounds. That's what equality of opportunity means. Someone could come from the street. From the hood or from Haiti, like in one of these calling ads, and rise up to to serve and to to do that job. Too much now of what we see from the military is becoming stodgy bureaucratic box checking. You know, it's really funny to me. I was talking to somebody and I and, and I remember seeing you know these stories about how they could issue a field commission. And I was talking to someone, I was like, could they issue a commission to someone just like randomly? And I was told across the board, no, you need to go to college after you get your degree, you can get commission. And I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Don't you get a commission for like the ability to do a job? No, we formalized everything. So now what you end up getting is, do you check the boxes? I'm sorry, a college degree does not mean you know what you're doing. does not mean you're good at your job. In fact, honestly, I think a college degree likely shows that you're a drone and probably should not be in a leadership position. That's just my opinion. I'm, I'm dead serious. People come to me and they're like, You know, what proves, I'll I'll tell you what, I'll tell you this. I get, I get resumes all the time and too many of them are like, here's my accolades, my college degree. And I'm like, this doesn't show me any work. I don't care about a college degree. Show me a video of you doing a thing. If you want to claim you can backflip, don't show me you graduated from backflip school because I don't care about that. Show me a video of you doing a couple backflips. Don't actually send me videos of backflips. I'm kidding. The point is these woke commercials these campaign ads, don't tell me the army is capable. It tells me that they're focused on checking off boxes. Do we want an army of people that just look like a rainbow? Or do we want people who are able? That that means one very important thing. Racial and gender discrimination are wrong if we want truly the most capable. We cannot forego women or trans people or anyone from the LGBT community LGBTQ community or people of different races, because then you are not creating true meritocracy. You're creating racial segregation for the sake of segregation. That's not what we want. I think we had it for some time. But now the woke are truly moving in and we're getting this. Our CIA is just, well, we got to have somebody who's got anxiety disorder, I guess. We got to have someone who's five foot tall. OK, five foot one, two, three, four, five, six. OK, OK. At a certain point, we want to say the door is open to everybody, but whether or not you can cross the finish line is up to you. That's not what we've been doing. So, I'll 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 I'll, I'll end by saying this: I really think it's uh, the criticism of this ad from Emma Malone Lord. I think it's really dumb. I I think there's a problem with the military as a whole, but I mean specifically like they sh- the, the commercial's bad. What I mean is the people going after, uh, it's hard to describe. I think we should separate the personal from the professional. The story from Emma Malone Lord about her and her two moms and wanting to join the army, I think is cool. Fantastic. Thank you for standing up for what you believe in. And thank you for serving this country. Brilliant. And it just goes to show that anybody can do it. And there's probably a job for you. I know a lot of people are more traditional and want strong men in every position. And sure. If we had the option to have a thousand Soldiers, they were all dudes, you know, between the ages of 18 and 35, doing a variety of jobs, including administrative work. Would you prefer that? Or if we could have 2,000 people and it was men and women between the ages of 18 and 35 and doing all different types of jobs, what would make more sense? Well, the way I see it is there are a lot of jobs that women can do that, you know, we would prefer uh, men not to do. I mentioned that that the analogy about the fire, you know, the guy kicking the door in. Imagine. If in the army, you had a, a, a equal parts men and women, just well, I, I think mostly the army is probably not female, but let's say that women enlisted at the same rate. You could then say, it's not because you're a man, man or a woman. It's because you happen to be able to carry 200 pounds for an extended period of time and fight. We're going to have you, you know, infantry and in combat. And this individual is five foot one and weighs 100 pounds. Hey, you can do technical work and support work and administrative work. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Increasing the amount of people who can serve, I think, is a good thing. The politics is a problem, though. I don't know how you solve for that. We need to be inspiring people and telling them basically, like, you're 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 joining for a reason. What I'm trying to say, and what I'll wrap up on this is what what I'll wrap up with is, I uh, mean, no disrespect to any of these individual uh, individuals in, who are portrayed in these commercials, because I think they're all great people, and I think they're. I have tremendous, tremendously more respect for them for a lot of people in this country. Legit, you don't just get respect. However, these campaigns show that we're moving down a dangerous path, um, mostly just, you know, the one commercial, but mostly just the direction of the military and the CIA. We, 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 we can't be doing this. I don't know. I, don't, I think we're being routed from the inside out. I think the worst thing of all is just the, the, the weird review they're doing and banning right wing ideas and promoting left wing ideas. It's just going to fall apart. But, you, but they've, they've been warned, and it doesn't matter. So I guess all you can do is, what, sit back and watch? I'll leave it there. Next segment will be tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. A lot of people are talking about Israel and Palestine, and a lot of people talk about Israel and Palestine a lot because this conflict's been going on for decades. I'll be the first to admit I don't know everything about this, and I've only heard conflicting stories from the media and from activists. But I can tell you one thing. Do you know who I absolutely do not trust on this issue? The left, the far left and the pro-Palestinian groups. Why? Because I keep seeing videos of Jewish people being beaten and attacked and not instigating that conflict. So I hear that in Israel, the, the, the Israeli government and the IDF are, are targeting civilians and, and keeping them in an open air prison and all these things. And I'm like, I'd like to know more. Are there really these, these crimes being committed? they say that Hamas is only defending the Palestinians from Israel. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know a lot lot about what's going on. Then I take a look over at the United States and I say, ah, you're liars. Okay, so I don't I don't know exactly what's happening in Israel and and Palestine, Gaza, whatever, the West Bank, only some stories I've heard. But I do know that the pro-Palestinian side lies all the time. Sorry, that's just the way it is. Here's here. let Let me let me just show you all the headlines that I get to read. Pro-Palestinian mob throws fireworks at pro-Israel supporters in NYC's Diamond District, injuring woman, 55, and scream F-Israel Jew- uh, at Jewish people as cops arrest at least 20 in violent Times Square clashes. All right, so I hear these stories and I'm like, okay, maybe it's mutual combat. Okay, maybe there's no good guys in this. Maybe it's the, the, the Jewish people, the Israeli pro-Israel side, and they're all fighting each other. Okay, let's read more. May 12th, New York City attack on bloody Jewish man seeking refuge from Palestinian activists. The incident comes amid heavy fighting between Israel, Israeli forces and Hamas. Oh, OK. OK, why? Why are pro-Palestinian people beating random Jewish people in New York City? Why have Orthodox Jews been chased down the street and beaten? Why is that video surfaced? Where's the story about the Orthodox Jews going around beating other people? Sorry, I haven't seen it. And I've actually lived in some of these in parts in, in some areas of New York like this. And I've seen some of this. So I wonder, okay, they're just randomly beating Jewish people. Okay, there's more. Here's from the Times of Israel. All right, maybe a biased source. Jews attacked one person burned amid pro-Palestinian protest in New York City. Okay, this is from today. They must be talking about the same thing from the, the other story. Where, where's where's the, the, the story of the Jewish people going into these districts, going to where the Palestinians are and attacking them? Oh, it's the, the pro-Palestinians are going to the Jewish areas. Okay. Here's a story from May 20th just from the other day. New Jersey family target of anti-Semitic attack while vacationing in Florida. What, what, what is this? Eric Organ and his family say they were the targets of an ugly anti-Semitic attack while vacationing in Florida. It happened Tuesday the family was walking in Ball Harbor. Four people in an SUV rolled down their windows and began shouting anti-Semitic remarks and then threw garbage at the family. Four males, probably in their early 20s, started to scream at us through the window. You know, free Palestine, F the Jews. As I'm not going to read the next part. A driver who witnessed the attack pulled out a gun and chased the SUVs. It sped off. The family filed a police report. Authorities are still trying to identify the suspects. And I see this video from Ian Malstrong. Pro-Palestinian mob attacks Jewish diners by spitting on them. It's a video of people sitting in a restaurant and a pro-Palestinian group with their flags starts screaming and spitting on these people. Here's a story from NBC, April 25th, four NYC synagogues targeted by rock throwing assailant police. CNN, April 2nd, attack on Jewish families under investigation by NYPD hate crime task force. OK, so I'll tell you this. I see video after video and story after story from a variety of sources, and it's almost always. The pro-Palestinian side, which of course are aligned with many of the far left and the woke leftists, are attacking Jewish people. I, I did a segment on this before. It's, 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 it's insane to me that we live in a time where people actually buy this propaganda. They, they buy this, the stories from these pro-Palestinian activists who are going around attacking random Jewish people. I understand there's a conflict. I understand there is establishment support for Israel. But even the videos that I see from the left are blatant lies. For instance, one video I saw recently, they said Hamas defending itself. And it was Hamas firing rockets into civilian areas of Israel. And I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? Even your own videos don't show them defending themselves, launching missiles, so they say, from civilian areas. And then we see the, the, the aftermath of buildings in Israel being hit by rockets. And then here's what, here's what we get. We get the left saying, well, Israel is a settler colonialism. And then you get the right saying it was, you know, it's a it's legal settlement and, and it's, it's a conflict and war. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to go back to the history. I'm sorry. I don't know. You want, you, you want to talk about something it has been going on well before I was born, and I just don't know. What I do know is Hamas defending themselves, firing rockets at civilians. It's a very strange way to defend yourself. Then I hear from people say, well, it's because of what Israel's is doing in the West Bank. Uh, so why don't they send their resources to the West Bank to defend the homes of the Palestinians who are being you know, kicked out of their houses? I don't know. I can't say I'm a fan of the conflict, regardless of who's engaging in it. I can tell you, if you, send, if you post a video on Twitter of Hamas firing rockets into civilian areas, and they're like, look, they're defending themselves. Bro, they're instigating, they're initiating conflict. Now, there's a ceasefire. So I'm not going to talk about for the most part, what's going on in Israel and, and, and you know, and between Israel and Palestine, Gaza, etc. Because I don't know enough about it. I can tell you that a truce takes hold after Israel-Hamas reached ceasefire to halt conflict. All right, that's a good thing. But I can show you, when I pull up these stories, I can, I can invariably hear the left saying, I'm using biased sources, it's Times of Israel, it's Fox News. What about ABC talking about this stuff? What about the videos they post? I got NBC, ABC, and CNN, okay? I suppose they'd want me to pull up some leftist source. Why? So they can just lie. I suppose they'll say these sources are lying as well, which is why I pulled, which is why I pulled up CNN to show this, this, this anti-Semitism stuff has been going on for a long, long time. They try to hide it. As you know, the Women's March, well, uh, some of these organizers are unrepentant anti-Semites. They believe insane conspiracy theories. It's really remarkable how the far left, the woke activists, Align with literal neo Nazis on so so much. They basically believe all of the same things, but I say basically because the difference is traditionalism versus progressivism. So when you have a group that's progressive, and you know that means they believe in like you know uh, critical gender theory and stuff. They want to uh, abolish you know social no- norms and customs. Well, that's a big difference with like the fascists and the far right there. And they they want traditions. They want to reject modernity and things like that. But so the far left, well, they all apparently hate Jewish people. They all believe that identity is paramount and they're authoritarian. So I'm like, what's the difference? Here's the story from Daily Mail. Two fireworks were thrown into a crowd of protesters near Times Square, leaving a 55 year old woman injured. As pro-Israel and pro-Palestine demonstrators descended into violence just hours after a ceasefire was declared, at least 20 people were arrested. The devices were thrown on Thursday evening, and the blast was so loud, and it initially was identified as a smoke bomb. It was so loud. An NYPD spokesman told Daily Mail. Police later clarified the devices were commercially bought fireworks thrown from a car. A 55-year-old woman was burned, and the Arson Investigation Squad and the Midtown North Detective Squad are investigating. Footage on social media showed agitators from both sides attempting to snatch the other's flags. The unrest appears to have been started by children who, egged on by their parents, grabbed rival groups' flags. See, now we get mutual combat. Okay, and then the pro-Palestinian side throws explosives at the other side. Sounds kind of like a miniature, miniature version of what we see in, in, in Israel. I've been to a lot of these protests. I've seen the far left they bring fireworks, they throw explosives. When I was in Boston, there was a left-wing Antifa counter-protest because a bunch of right-wing people were rallying. And I was talking to some like democratic socialist guy and he was saying, we're just defending ourselves. And I was like, let me, let me ask you a question. You see these people here, it was Antifa. And I was like, what are they holding? And he was like, oh, what you, I don't know, uh, bars, bats, crowbars, pipes. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're holding pipes, crowbars, bats. Is that for defense or is that for beating people? Well, they, they use them to defend themselves when they're attacked. I'm like, look across the field. You see the right wing group? What are they holding? Shields. They're holding shields. They didn't, they didn't come armed. They came with shields. That was Boston. And I'm like, you want to come to me and tell me Antifa's defending themselves when that side came with shields and your side came with crowbars, bats, explosives, pepper spray, etc. Now, of course, in, this, uh, in Boston, it was a right-wing dude who went over to Antifa and punched someone in the face, and that guy's a scumbag, and he should go to jail for that. But when you see what the crowds were expecting, one side wears body armor and shields, the other side hides their identity and brings crowbars and bats, and that's the far left. You look at what happened here in, in, in New York. Okay, they want to steal each other's flags. That's dumb. Stop doing that. One side brings explosives. They say one pro-Israel protester was punched in the stomach when he fought to retrieve his flag a pro-Palestinian protester, was seen in handcuffs after he tried to get his own flag back. A number of vehicles carrying people waving Palestinian flags and shouting racial slurs were captured on videos driving through Manhattan's Diamond District, home to many Jewish-owned businesses. So let's talk about the next aspect of this. When the right-wing groups say that they want to have a rally, they're allowed to. When the left-wing groups then show up to that rally with weapons, who's instigating? If a bunch of people are waving— Israeli flags or it's the it's the district in New York where there are many Jewish businesses who showed up to their businesses. It was the leftists and the pro-Palestinians who show up to the Jewish businesses who attack these people. Let me show you this 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 one story from uh, four synagogues targeted by rock throwing assailant. This is from April 25th, NBC. Jewish houses of worship have been the target of a vandal in the Bronx, prompting a response from the city and state leaders to investigate the reported anti-Semitic attacks. Mayor Bill de Blasio tweeted Sunday that the NYPD's Hate Crimes Task Force has a solid lead on the vile acts of anti-Semitism in the Bronx, and we will take swift action against the perpetrators. Over the course of several nights, four synagogues in the borough were damaged by an unidentified suspect hurling rocks. Police said Jabad of Riverdale and Riverdale Jewish Center were hit around 1230 a.m. Friday. The same synagogues were targeted again, I'm sorry, uh, uh, against, against, against Saturday night, as well as the conservative synagogue Adath Israel and Young Israel of Riverdale. In each instance, windows and doors were shattered or significantly damaged by thrown rocks. The man is also seen kicking at least one of the windows. Early Monday morning, the same suspect struck again at the Riverdale Jewish Center. Despite police being present, police said that officers were stationed out front, where other attacks had occurred. But the suspect this time went through the back and they missed him. It's amazing. And I show you this to make one point. They're going to the synagogues. They're going to the Jewish areas and they're attacking Jewish people. Now, when it comes to Israel and Gaza, as I said many times, what I see is war going on. And you want to argue who's right and who's wrong. I don't know. I do not like the idea of the US being involved in this conflict. Uh, I It's kind of hilarious that Joe Biden is providing aid resources to Palestinian groups and weapons to Israel. It's almost like they like the conflict, the establishment. So I'd I'd much prefer the U.S. minding its own business. But Iran and other countries are funding Hamas and some of these groups. And so the U.S. is funding Israel. And it's it's a deadlock. What do you do? There are dozens of Christian nations. There are dozens of Muslim nations. There's barely one Jewish state. Israel. So when people talk about this stuff, like Jewish people are some uh, are some oppressive evil group with all this power, I'm like, bro, there's barely any Jewish people on the planet relative to all of these other groups. It's, it's, it's strange. By the leftist logic, Israel is the oppressed minority surrounded by by countries that want to wipe them out. To the north, just Lebanon are firing rockets at Israel. They don't want them there. So it's, 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 it's quite remarkable that they use the narratives of the oppressed minority. Well, Jewish people are literally the oppressed minority. I can already hear the screams from the, the fringe, you know, uh, ultra right, whatever you want to call it. There may be some Jewish people who are wealthy and have power. Sure. But there's way more people of other religions and cultural backgrounds with more territory and more power. So why is it that Israel constantly gets singled out for this? They are struggling to survive in a hostile region that is trying to wipe them out. OK, you want to talk about the West Bank? You want to talk about Gaza? Sure. I, I, I don't know much about the West Bank. So uh, pardon of my ignorance. You want to come and tell me I'm ignorant? OK, fine. I just look at all this and say, why are people going around attacking Jews in different cities and countries over what Israel does?
1: At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible, because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder.
0: It's almost like, you know, I mentioned this in the last segment I talked about Israel and Palestine, when Sarah Silverman said that people need to differentiate between Israel and Jewish people because, you know, Jewish people are getting attacked. And Ben Shapiro was like, basically saying, I don't think you get it. They're anti-Semites. They don't like Jewish people. Israel is just incidental. It just happens to be a place they can attack. So when you see these people waving the flags and there's a video of, of, of an Orthodox Jewish man running through the streets, being chased by cars, waving Palestinian flags. I wonder what's igniting conflict. So here's what's funny. I'm not a fan of foreign excursions and foreign intervention and all this stuff. But it seems to me that the U.S. has decided to protect an oppressed minority. The state of Israel is weak. Sorry, it's true. You can call them strong for a lot of reasons. What I mean is you can't compare them to the all of the Arabic nations around them that want them wiped out. Now, Trump was bringing out these peace deals, and that was great. You can't compare the state of Israel to the United States in terms of power. So here's what we get. You get Jewish people in Israel, and they do live side by side with uh, uh, Israeli Arabs. And a bunch of countries want to blow them up supply weapons to their enemies to wipe them out because it's religious conflict. So the U.S. says, what's the, what's the oppressed minority in the region? Why, it's Israel, of course. They provide Israel with weapons, and Israel starts developing technology and weapons technology to defend themselves. And then they become more powerful than people around them. So Palestine, for instance, there was a war. You want to talk about Gaza? My first question is, fully i am ignorant for sure why isn't egypt letting them out you know like gaza borders egypt too right i have no idea maybe you can blame the us cuz the us provides military support for egypt as well so you get israel who now has the iron dome defense iron dome defense system and the idf has you know the capability to fire uh, air to ground uh, what is it air to surface missiles targeting or actually i think they might i think they're air to surface i don't know for sure though and they say they're targeting where Hamas is operating out of. We learned recently that, you know, the left was outraged because Israel targeted an office building. And it was where the AP was working. And they're like, oh, the journalists are being attacked. By- oh, it turns out that uh, uh, Hamas actually was operating out of there. A story back from 2014 acknowledged this was the case. So Israel is given the abilities to shut down the attacks against it. Israel did not fire the missiles first at Hamas. They're given that ability. And for that, they're deemed the aggressor simply because they have the power. The real game I see at play is that the left just wants power. They don't believe in uh, objectivity. They believe there is no truth but power. So when you have Israel, who is capable of defending themselves to a great degree with the Iron Dome, but not perfectly, and to shut down Hamas where they fire their rockets and even the Lebanese, which is, uh, I believe that's Hezbollah. They're called the bad guys because they have the capabilities. Not playing that game. If someone shows up at my house with a handgun and they're firing randomly into my house and then I take out a 308 and, you know, stop this person from shooting at me. I'm the bad guy now because my gun was bigger and more powerful and more accurate. No, I'm sorry. That's not how it works. Someone, you know, throw and and look, look, Hamas is firing rockets. They blow up. The the left likes to make it seem like Hamas is just throwing rocks, and then Israel is just nuking them. It's like, dude, you fire rockets into civilian areas with the intent to to kill, and you're going to get these strikes, which devastate Gaza. Perhaps it's a problem that the Palestinians, the Palestinian Authority, can't stop Hamas from doing this. So long as they keep doing it, the conflict will not stop. And then I'll tell you this, the military-industrial complex loves it. That's why I was mentioning Joe Biden provides aid to both sides. Playing the game, huh? Because then with the conflict, you can justify all of the expenses for the military trash. You can justify going to Congress saying we need more money for war in the Middle East. Oh, no, look at the danger. So they love it. They're not going to stop it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you can what, what's going to happen in terms of, you know, Israel, Gaza. That, that's just it's beyond me. Fine. But I can absolutely look at New York City, Miami, and I can see what looks to be the exact same thing I've seen with Antifa. And many of these Antifa align with Palestine. And it makes no sense to me because they're not the oppressed minority. Sorry, there's, there, there's conflict. Sure, it's not, life is not good in the West Bank and Gaza. I get it. But in this region, the oppressed minority is the Jewish people. In fact, if you were an LGBTQ activist in Israel, you'd probably be fine. If you then go to Gaza and bring the same protest, you probably would not be okay. They, they, yeah, don't go to Egypt with that stuff don't go to Lebanon or Jordan with that, that kind of activism or do it by all means tell, tell me how it goes no I see the same tactics on the left that, that, that uh, we always see coming from these pro-Palestinian groups bringing the weapons going and, and going to where Jewish people are just like we see Antifa going to where conservatives are and attacking them and this kind of stuff's got to stop I don't know man I just think it's going to get worse because NYPD is, is deferential to the far left. They, they give in and defend them. The Jewish people have been attacked repeatedly, and Bill de Blasio is an unrepentant anti-Semite, in my opinion. So what do you think is going to happen? Bill de Blasio supports Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter, many of these people are very anti-Israel. You see where this goes. I sort of think it's funny that people think that, that Jewish people somehow have any kind of, you know, control, these weird conspiracy theories about Jewish control of institutions. And I'm like, wow, if only they could actually get the cops to defend their businesses and restaurants. They, no, they just get bricks thrown at them. Sure, that's power, right? I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. We got ourselves a new, unique Get Woke, Go Broke. McDonald's is sued for $10 billion by Byron Allen owned networks, alleging racial discrimination in ad spending. Now, this is sort of a get what go broke because it's not like McDonald's implemented an ad campaign that was woke and then lost money over it. This is the story of a man who says McDonald's isn't advertising with them and their black owned businesses. Therefore, McDonald's is racist. I wish I thought of this. As you know, Timcast Media is a minority-owned company, and I don't see McDonald's calling me up saying they want to advertise on my shows. Therefore, the only possible answer is they're racist. Now, it's not all that silly. Apparently, McDonald's has an advertising budget and division, but then when it comes to advertising on certain African-American networks or whatever, it's called a different tier, which uses an entirely different company. But I think that is McDonald's trying to be woke. They're, they're doing what the woke people want. They're treating people of different races in different ways. Now this guy's mad because they're not getting enough. This is truly, truly the most, one of the most hilarious get woke go brooks I've ever seen. USA Today reports a new $10 billion lawsuit alleges McDonald's engaged in racial discrimination by refusing to advertise on the networks of entertainment studios and weather group which are owned by black media entrepreneur Byron Allen and includes networks such as the Weather Channel. Wait, wait, wait. You mean, this is real? This is true? That's actually kind of funny. Like, Weather Channel is not particularly racial. Could you imagine McDonald's being like, so where should we advertise? Um, Well, we can advertise on MTV and the Weather Channel. Whoa, whoa, Weather Channel. Who owns Weather Channel? Uh, Byron Allen. Is he a black man? McDonald's then goes, no, no, no. We're not going to do that. That would be... Really, really insane. If that's true, then it seems like McDonald's is going the opposite of woke. Kind of. No, it is still kind of woke in a weird way. I don't know. And McDonald's is racist. The lawsuit filed Thursday in LA alleges the fast food chain has a tiered advertising structure that differentiates on the basis of race. I thought that's what the woke wanted. According to a press release that accompanied the complaint, the company is seeking $10 billion in damages and wants the case tried in front of a jury. The complaint alleges that while most of McDonald's advertising budget is allocated for the general market, it maintains a separate African-American tier run by a different advertising company with a much smaller budget and less favorable pricing in other terms. How much smaller? McDonald's president and CEO Chris Kaczynski makes approximately $11 million per year, which is more than double what McDonald's spends per year on all of black-owned media combined. Allen's Network says USA Today reached out to McDonald's and Allen's companies for comment. In its complaint, Entertainment Studios says it was never asked to respond for requests for proposals from the white-owned ad agency that allocates the general market budget, shutting them out of the opportunity to win its business. Instead, Entertainment Studios was forced to compete with African-American media companies in the less favorable African-American tier. Now that is where it's kind of a not get what go broke, but a little bit. It sounds to me, if that's true, like McDonald's was straight up saying we're not going to advertise on the Weather Channel because the guy who owns it is black. Wow, McDonald's is racist. Let me just say three things. First, for the general public, please don't eat McDonald's. It's awful. It's like just awful. Don't eat there. Secondly, for the leftists, y'all are striking over this. McDonald's workers are on strike, so don't eat there. And for the conservatives, yo, McDonald's wants to get woke. Don't eat there. We have a, we have a, we have a hat trick, trifecta, where we can all come together and, and hold hands and sing songs under a rainbow, where left and right agree McDonald's is trash and we shouldn't be shopping there. McDonald's is trash. In addition, it alleges McDonald's has refused to advertise on the 12 networks of entertainment studios or even the Weather Channel, which Allen bought in 2018, and does not target any ethnic group. Now, that's actually pretty serious. They're uh, they going to say the complaint notes that Allen personally took the issue to McDonald's discriminatory ad practices up with its chief. Mar- it took the issue up with its chief marketing officer to no avail. This is about economic inclusion of African-American owned businesses in the U.S. economy, said Allen, in a statement that accompanied the lawsuit. McDonald's takes billions from the African-American consumers and gives almost nothing back. The biggest trade deficit in America is the trade deficit between white corporate America and black America. And McDonald's is guilty of perpetuating this disparity. The economic exclusion must stop immediately. Now, I will say, I think McDonald's having its separate African-American tier is doing what the woke or what they think the woke would have wanted. Because I don't I'm not hearing stories about their Asian tier, but maybe they have one. And I'd also I also think General market includes black people and, and Asian people and Latinos. But I, 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 I do think this is going to be really funny because I got no skin in the game on this one. I don't like McDonald's. Sure, fine. Let's see what happens. I'd love to see if it's true that McDonald's was given a portfolio. It's like, here's where we can advertise. And they're like, BET, nah, I'm interested. Weather Channel. Weather Channel seems, oh, wait, it's, it's a black man who owns Weather Channel? Okay, nah, nah, we're not going to do it. That would be amazing to see, because if it is, then McDonald's should absolutely not be allowed to be doing that. I, I, I think that's anti-woke, actually. McDonald's should not be discriminating on the basis of race. They shouldn't have an African-American tier at all. So I kind of agree with this guy. But I, I do want to point out, it's often the woke that are advocating for racial segregation, they say, on the same day the lawsuit was filed, McDonald's announced it was allocating more ad dollars to diverse-owned media and embarking on a multi-year partnership. McDonald's, I'm right here, baby. What are you doing? Timcast Media is in need, need of that sweet, sweet green. No, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't take money from McDonald's. I'm sure YouTube will run McDonald's ads on my videos. But if I got a phone call from somebody and they were like, yo, McDonald's wants to advertise, I'd be like, nah, sorry, not interested. You know, and I am someone with principles and scruples. I don't think there's any amount of money. To be fair, though, I think my I think you guys let let, let me put it to you guys. It was a comment below. Let me know what you think. If McDonald's came to me and they said, we know you rag on us, but we'll give you a billion dollars. Okay, we'll give you 10 million dollars to do an ad for McDonald's. Do you think I should do it? This is one of the biggest challenges because I don't like McDonald's. I've already advocated against them in this video. But with 10 million dollars, I could hire I could fund some good journalism for You know, three or four years, so maybe it's worth it, right? That's the big challenge. What do you think? Comment. I I would probably lean towards saying no. I just don't want to do that because I. There's no way you're going to get me to read an ad where I'm like, McDonald's is the best. I think you should eat these burgers. I've been doing ad reads for some other companies, but I always approve the companies if I think they're good. You know, like I, I recently did an ad for like helping people quit smoking. I'm like, that's great. Like that's that's fantastic. And underwear. Underwear is just underwear. So I'm willing to do those ad reads. McDonald's? I don't know about that one. they go going to say, McDonald's, quote, McDonald's total investment in diverse-owned partners, including black, Hispanic, Asian, Pacific American. Asian, Pacific American? It's, what, okay, so what about uh, other Asians? You see how they play these games? Women and LGBTQ-owned platforms will more than double. Whoa, whoa. They say moving from 4% to 10% national advertising spent between 2021 and 2024. Uh, I don't see mixed race in there. Mm, I didn't think so. They say spend with black owned property specifically will increase from two to five percent on national advertising spend over this time period. I love how stupid all of this is like McDonald's needs to specifically advertise to like mixed race people. It, they do. I, look at this. I don't know if you've ever seen this. This is from uh, when is this? This is from 2014. The confusing case of McDonald's three sixty five blackcom They actually launched a website called three sixty five black. It's down now. But it was like McDonald's for black people. I'm like, I, I I have this this idea. I may be crazy here, but I I just deep down believe white people and black people both equally enjoy eating food. Like I don't I don't know why you need to make a new website that's racially segregated. Apparently McDonald's thinks they need to. And there you go. This is this is this is the story of <laughs> trying to get woke. Uh, here, here's some old tweets. One guy says, "I can't believe 365black.com is a real site. Black people will buy your food regardless, McDonald's. Why? This is wokeness. This is the racism. McDonald's created a separate black website to convince black people to eat food. I, 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 I I'm. I, I don't know if, if this is abnormal, but I've been to barbecues where there have been Latinos." eating cheeseburgers. I know. Am I supposed to assume they need their own advocacy group to convince them it's cheeseburger is right to eat? This is what you get, McDonald's. You play this game. You create an African-American tier of advertising. Why? Just do general advertising. Well, I guess the reality is woke people, they want to be segregated. So when McDonald's is trying to advertise to them, they have to actually say, we're targeting this community for this reason. And when you do ads on Facebook, you can sort by race. I don't know if you can still do that anyway. It was a big deal. They allowed this in the past. Maybe they got rid of it, but, or maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe you couldn't sort by race. I'm pretty sure you could. Maybe I'm wrong about that one, but this is, it's normal actually, because while race isn't the end all be all for the community, it, their communities in this country are segregated very much so by race. And I think it's awful. You know, growing up in Chicago, you know that like 47th Street divided the, the black neighborhood from the mostly white neighborhood. I say mostly white, there was a lot of, a lot of Latinos and, and, and a lot of Polish immigrants. But there was that dividing line, and it was it's lame, it's, it's stupid. You know, we can all be friends together, but I guess people have been doing this for a long time for a variety of reasons, many um, a lot because of redlining. Redlining is a. Uh, Started in Chicago because of the red line, the train, and it was where they would act like real, uh, real estate companies would actually choose areas and they'd be like only for certain races and it was bad. It created this segregation and I think it created very serious problems. Hopefully we can get up. We, we can get past that stuff, but we got to, uh, uh we had another get woke book for you. Now, this one's a little weird, but, uh, I just want to point out in all of this, we see big companies trying to embrace wokeness and it ends up costing them a lot of money. In the next Get What Go Broke, we have this one from New Zealand. Countdown offers two weeks extra paid leave for any employee affirming their gender. Countdown today announced it's offering two weeks extra paid leave for any employee affirming their gender. In total, employees can take four weeks extra leave to affirm their gender, two weeks paid and two unpaid on top of normal leave. This is amazing. Amazing. Executive Director of Rainbow Youth, Puha Subramanian, supports the move. The Counting Ourselves study showed us that 57% of trans and non-binary people surveyed didn't disclose their gender identity at work due to fear of discrimination. We're stoked to see, I love that, stoked, to see companies such as Countdown recognize the barriers our communities face with transitioning at work and take necessary steps to ensure trans and non-binary employees feel supported by their employer. Affirming Your Gender is not just about transitioning. It doesn't say transition from your gender. It says affirm. Okay. Well, this is not so much of a we get we'll go broke as it like, like the McDonald's one. But think about this. This means that anybody's just going to be like, yo, I want to affirm my gender as a dude. Like, I need two weeks to, like, you know, go to the mountains with my dog and, like, figure out what it means to be a man. They can't discriminate against you. I mean, it's New Zealand, so I don't know. Maybe their laws are different, but I'd imagine their laws being similar to what we see here. They'd probably say, okay, I mean, maybe they wouldn't because wokeness, like, they're kind of hypocrites. But uh, I'd imagine you'd be like, I'm going to go put on a flannel, some tuck it into my blue jeans, get an axe and go chop some lumber down to to better understand my masculinity. What can they say? I'm going to reaffirm my gender. Or theoretically, you could just affirm your gender as, you know, I'm moving one degree to the right on the spectrum, so I need two weeks paid time off. What are they going to say about it? They say, we hope to see more companies take similar steps to work towards a future where trans and non-binary people can thrive in the workplace. I mean, I agree with that. So if it, it, long story short, if they want to do this, it's not so much a get what go broke. They're spending the money. They're choosing to do it. So, all right, fine. Countdown's general manager of corporate affairs, safety and sustainability, Kiri uh, Heniffen, also released a statement on the announcement. We were one of the first employers in, I can't pronounce this, uh, Aoteroa, Someone someone tried telling me how to pronounce that before, I forget, to launch a gender affirmation policy, previously called the Transgender Transitioning Policy back in 2017, that would support our team who are taking steps to affirm their gender. It's been a critical part of opening up conversation about gender diversity and gender affirmation in our business, and I'm really pleased to now be taking this important step. Gender affirmation can be difficult and complex, often involving medical appointments, surgical procedures, and mental health impacts. By providing two weeks of paid leave. We can give our team the ability to look after themselves without having to worry about missing work and the pressures that can come with that. I'm actually, I, th- I think that's fine. Uh, I just think there's, you know, often a possibility of exploitation by people who are just going to, well, I shouldn't call it exploitation. If you're offering up a, a program that provides money and vacation, it needs to be fairly applied to everybody. So like I made the point, if somebody wants to affirm their uh their gender. And that doesn't really mean all that much other than they're going to change their clothes and put on a vest or something. Well, there you go. I think we're going to see a lot more of this. In the woke generation, more and more business will likely start adopting policies that will eventually become defensive. So looking at, say, McDonald's, right? It's likely that they created the African-American tier because they were trying to be not racist. But of course, trying to be not racist is racist. And I brought this up the other day. I was talking about um, Disney, right? Disney gets, gets what goes broke. That Disney creates this training program where they start talking about white privilege and telling people, you know, the same old stupid BS. And I'm like, that's racist. If you take a group of employees, bring them into a room and say, we're going to tell y'all about white people. Okay. Racism. I'm warning you. And I think more people need to be filing complaints and going after companies that do this. So when it comes to McDonald's, I think this guy, good for you, Byron Allen. Absolutely. To, and and, and I, I guess I'll stress if the McDonald's thing is true, that they're like not going to advertise on the Weather Channel because a black dude owns it. Like that's pretty messed up. But I think more people should be challenging these corporations. More people should be doing what Byron Allen is doing. I, I think if you have a business and you contract with any, any one of these major corporate woke biz, you know, w- one of these major woke corporations, challenge them. Well, stop giving them money. and I guess start taking it from them. You know, when, when, when Netflix fired that guy because he explained the N-word was racist, like no joke, there was a guy at Netflix, an executive, and he was giving, a, he was talking to people about offensive words and like what, what their policy was. And someone got offended. He just, he just said the word. That guy should have filed a complaint. He should have filed a complaint about racism, about racist harassment. More and more people need to be standing up and pushing back against this. So it's not just McDonald's. It's a bunch of other companies. I will mention, too, I saw something really funny. I've been buying RC Cola because Pepsi did that, you know, kind of like pro Antifa thing with, where like Kylie Jenner gives the Pepsi to the guy. And then you had Coke screaming about Georgia. So I was like, I'm going to buy RC Cola. And then I saw a bunch of people posting memes about buying RC Cola instead. And it turns out, I guess, RC is owned by a company that also signed on to the Georgia voting thing. So it's like, dude, I'm not serious about the, about the RC because it was funny. But people need to start stepping up, standing up, and going after these corporations. I'll tell you one thing. These corporations need to recognize that if you implement racial segregation because the woke want you to do it, the woke will then come back and sue you for doing it. There's, there's, there's no way around that. If you start creating, if, if, if you actually abide by critical race theory and critical theory, they want you to address race specifically. And then already you're being racist. You see the trap they've caught you in? You have to say, shut up. I think one of the big reasons we're seeing all of this stuff is insurance companies. I think the insurance companies are probably asking you know, these other companies, what do you do? What, what reasonable steps do you take to prevent racism in the workplace? And they say, we do diversity trainings. And then the ultra woke CRT people come in and say, here's the training we want you to do. Now you have actually created racialized circumstances where people can sue you when you could have just said, you know, how about this? You ban you ban any talk of race, period. Now, how can you be racist if people can't bring up race? It is a fireable offense if you if you bring up race or reference someone's race or whatever. I don't know where we ultimately go with all of this stuff. I do know McDonald's is in for a, 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 a rude awakening, and I certainly hope many other corporations are. The insurance companies are very strict. A lot of people, you guys got to understand this stuff because I I go through this now with with where we're going with this business. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine
1: and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win
0: starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at luckylandslots.com
1: available to players in the US excluding Washington and Michigan no purchase necessary vgw group void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply
0: they ask you about everything and they want to know what you're doing so i think these companies the reason the higher ups the managers tend to be woke is because they don't want to get sued start suing them start filing complaints with the eeoc go to them and say you're a racist and then they will freak out because they are engaging in racist practices, because they think it will protect them, because the only group that fights are the critical race theorists. So long as regular moderate individuals, conservatives, you know, whatever, moderates, liberals, so long as they don't speak up, nothing will change. Remember James Lamore? He, he actually wrote uh, this, this uh, uh, paper where he was, at, it was actually fairly favorable uh, towards critical gender theorists, but of course they're going to go after him anyway because he was a white male. And he files a complaint, settles out of court. Everyone everywhere needs to do that. If your company wants to engage in racial politics, take them to task. Don't let them get away with it. So when McDonald's pulls this off, do it. File the lawsuits, file the complaints, go after them, and don't let them expand these programs. Too many people are sitting back just letting it happen. So what happens? The pendulum swings. Well, pull that pendulum back down to the middle and just hold on. You know that scene in, in Iron Man where, he, you know, he walk, is was it? Iron Man 2, I think, where Gwyneth Paltrow has a thing on the desk flipping around and he just like grabs it to stop it. That's what we need to do. We don't want to swing the other direction. That's really bad. We don't, definitely don't want that. We want to tell people to just knock it off. Treat people based on the content of their character, not the color of their skin. How does that sound? So long as people sit back and don't do anything about it, it's only going to get worse. So anyway, I, I don't know. The gender affirmation thing I just thought was funny. I don't know if it fits in exactly with the McDonald's thing, but now they're basically just doubling up their paid time off. So they're going to be spending money on this, but uh, sure, fine, whatever. I mean, I get it, but now I don't see why anybody else can't just be like, okay, I'll do the same thing. So do it. You, If, if you're given these things, use them. I think too many people are... Uh, Like when it comes to unemployment, for instance, I know so many people who are like, oh, I would never file for unemployment. I'm like, bro, you pay for it. If they want to implement these systems, use them. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then.